Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, are you okay? You that wasn't as loud as usual. <clears throat> I'm a little word? subdued, man. I'm like watching my Twitter timeline. Calm before the storm. Horror. Well, calm before the storm in the NBA for sure. That is absolutely true. I have way, you know, same, same, same as it ever is, right? Like, I'm sure you felt this way with golf. Like, hey, you know, there's a lot of games. You know, we got 88 games here before we get to the playoffs even, right? Let's just take it easy, you know? And then you talk yourself into a couple, you know, angles that you feel like are absolutely ironclad. You make a couple more bets than you thought you intended to. And you're looking at the board and you're like, you're looking at the board and you're like, well, what if, what if my edge now is the real edge? And I don't get enough down on it. And then the market catches up and I've like, you know, I've whiffed on my opportunity to really capitalize on what I think is real. We've been back and forth on this and you worry too much, except when you're not worrying enough. (laughs) Like you do have to find a middle ground and and no, and it's true because I think you did have, there was an edge you had on the NBA that we won't discuss what it was that went away last year. For sure. It was it was gone. And that happens to edges. And you you were dealing with some like full blown <laughs> I don't want to say like full blown depression. We shouldn't sure, joke. Sure, we're sure, not sure. gonna joke about depression, but like but you were ex- you were like sad. Ex- you were extreme hindsight bias. Yeah, yeah, and and that sucks. Yeah, right. But I I think you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Just uh worrying is never gonna help you because it doesn't change anything. Looking back. I don't want to say looking back doesn't help you because it will help you, but knowing that you had an edge that was very strong for a couple of years, that should be, that should be a good thing. You shouldn't, it should be, shouldn't, it shouldn't be it's like, some, it's not a negative, like, Oh, I had an edge. No, it's gone. And I'm sad. It should be like, Hey, I am able to find information and be ahead of some of these lines. I am smarter than the people that are starting these openers at, at, at certain things. So uh, the fact that you did it once means that you probably can do it again if you put in the time and effort. So I think it should be encouraging rather than discouraging. And, you know, never, I don't think you should look at things like, oh man, am I putting enough down? Like you, you should put the amount down you're comfortable putting down based on the edge you think you have and just go from there. Like yeah, uh, okay. if you're, if you're, if you're always you know worried about, Everything else, you, you should be concentrating on handicapping and and you know properly staking your edges is, is important. I don't want to downplay that, but oh, for at, sure. At the same time, yeah, don't 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 worry too much. Just <laughs> go with the flow. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a go with the flow guy. <clears throat> that went in a different direction than I expected because what I was actually going to go and say was, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm staring at my timeline, waiting to find out who's going to opt out of the season next. Oh you no! Know, yeah, like, I was trying. I was trying. Little... I was trying to make you forget about that. I, I didn't want you to say it. Well, I, I was hoping you'd forget where you were going and not bring that up because we're not going to bring that up. Okay. And, okay. And honestly, okay. hey, and and to the point of, we're not going to say, hey, we're the sharpest two motherfuckers on the planet. We're going to crush no matter what. But as people who spend more time with this, I think we can put ourselves in the rec plus category of the sure. professor shines hierarchy of sports betters like we spend enough time in this i I think people who spend the time and put in the effort 
are going to do just fine, no matter who opts out, Good what, point. The, what the season looks like, what kind of changes we see, or what kind of other our obstacles we're running into. Just think about how you're doing with preseason college basketball. Yeah, that's or, a great point. Or, you know, how, how I've dealt yeah. myself and the other smart people I talk to who bet golf have dealt with some oddities with the golf scheduling and the, honestly, the fields and uh, people, I know there's going to be people that are absolutely going to destroy some WNBA as it goes. I've seen some horrendous WNBA openers. And I'm not saying that because it's like <laughs> I have an, a WNBA model. I just have seen some WNBA openers that are quite different after an hour or so. And we're talking yeah. like soft openers, just like getting, six points, <laughs> just getting, just getting destroyed. So, yeah, um, I don't, I don't think all this uh, uncertainty and strangeness has to be a negative. I think it sure. absolutely be a positive to those willing to think outside the box, keep an open mind, and really think critically about what they mean, because. It's no different than anything else. It's, uh, you know, a Corona season isn't uh, any different than oh, shit. There's a snowstorm going to hit the stadium. You just have to, point. you have to make, you have to make the proper adjustments and stay on yeah. top of stuff. So uh, these opt outs are going to be weird, like for sure. And it's not, it is depressing. It's and you know, you're seeing some of the reasons that some of the players are doing it. I'm, I'm not mad at them. Like there's plenty of good reasons for these players to opt out. And I'm fine with that. So we'll just have to keep making adjustments and stand up the news and stay positive. Drew. Yeah, I know for sure. Um, the, uh, are I, you wor- I, I mean, just, are you worried about the season in general? Yeah, no, I just don't want the wrong couple dominoes to go. You know, it's like the same kind of anxiety that I had on like, I don't know what March 10th when you're like, God damn it. Like what? Like, Oh shit. They just canceled the, you know, thunder jazz game. You know, like, are they going to cancel the tournament? You know, like that, those kind of feelings are, are a little bit sneaky in around the NFL. And I want it to happen so badly that it's just, it's not a great, you know, not a great feeling. Yeah. We're um, about to spend an hour on, on a couple <laughs> of NBA or NFL previews here. Do you, off the top of your head, have you been counting? You know how many NFL podcasts we already have in the books for the 2020 season? Oh, like 12. <laughs> like 12. Yes. Yeah. This is like 13. Um, okay. Speaking of, though, uh, the opt-outs and speaking of kind of, we, we, we had some very specific, um, the points that we brought up about Carolina and the a- NFC South and their, you know, their handicap for lack of a better word of having all, all of this, expecting all of this contribution for these super young players, especially in the defensive side of the ball, took a position even on uh, Vegas week one, which I think is a very strong position. Um, that, that's a uh, that's a deep dive consensus, and I feel not like only we, that, yeah. uh, there's other people that we talk to that are very sharp NFL players that have agreed with that too. So that, yeah, okay, that's that's not hurting my feeling about it at all. Like it's yeah. it's making me want to bet more on it. I but I still don't think it can be understated how important that angle is going to be, especially weeks one and two. Yep. Like if you are looking across the landscape of the NFL and you see a team that did, you know, let's say that there was a team that did really well in the draft uh, and though they're expecting those players to be week one starters at high leverage positions. Like I'm looking at you, Minnesota Vikings, like new man on the, should you be laying three and a half points to the green Bay Packers? I'm 
extremely tempted to just take the juicy three and a half right now. I think that's going to two and a half at some point. I'm going to talk um, out of both sides of my mouth here. Sure. But because we just did say how we both bet Las Vegas already like for week one. I am going to stand pat after that. Well, I like that one. Uh, uh, exactly what you brought up is making me nervous. Like, what if you take some positions on a team like that? Because, I mean, you're probably right. It, it, I, I don't think it'll be three and a half or two and a half. I think it'll be three. Like, but still getting the hook when it closes three is going to feel a lot better than not having it. So uh, I'm with you there. I get it. But at the same time, I'm going to start treading lightly. And just in case Aaron Rodgers opts out. Well, I don't think like <laughs> I, I don't see something. Well, there was scuttlebutt about Breeze opting out, which yeah, is that a huge downgrade? I don't, I'm not sure. Like he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, yes, but he's up there in age. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'd be excited because I have all those Jameis Winston MVP tickets. So if I could, but uh, at the same time, yeah, just with the opt outs, like I'm gonna wait because how many more days do they have? Like three. Uh. They have till the least third? August 4th. At I, least August 4th. I thought it was the third. Okay. I'm waiting till after that before I'm pulling triggers on anything else. Okay. Because it just that sort of shit makes me nervous. Like one one left tackle ops out and the whole, you know, talk about like the replacement that they're going to have to put in on some of these. There's going to be some things that don't seem super important because it's not a big name. But if you lose a couple offensive linemen, and I think offensive linemen out of anybody – should be looking at opting out if they're worried about health because they're they're the most at risk. Yeah. yeah, they're obese. Like from just the medical standpoint, you know, they're professional athletes who are in better shape than you or I. But like technically, they're obese because their BMI is going to be high enough to stay at the playing weight they need to be at. So I mean, and that's that's a risk factor. So it wouldn't surprise me if we lose a couple more linemen, and some of these teams can't afford to lose linemen and still have you know a high level offense that we're hoping they have. So yeah. Andy's Andy's in a holding pattern. We're waiting. Got it. Um, I'm a puss. <laughs> no, your points are all super fair. Okay, um, I'll probably still end up taking Green Bay plus three anyway. You've been talking about it for a week. Yeah. I, I would yeah, hope right. you would. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the um, any interest in uh, Miami plus seven <laughs> against New England? Uh, how bad is New England's defense going to be? Nobody like uh, Spreadopedia asked me that. Uh, you know, are any of these guys not replaceable? Nobody's irreplaceable. But man, do I like depth? Depth helps. <laughs> so, like they're losing some depth. It's it's not going to be. You know, they're not going to be like a bottom five defense suddenly, but they are a couple injuries away from being there. Like if you lose all four, you, all four off ball <laughs> linebackers from last year's squad will not be on this year's team. Yeah. It's, it's not good. I hope the Patriots are, uh, I got some off market numbers before, you know, some stupid books shut them down on cam to be comeback player of the year at some bigger double digit numbers. So I hope they're a, an okay team, but yeah, I'm, I'm super worried about that defense, which whatever, if the defense sucks, <laughs> Cam's just throwing the ball more. That's a good point. Um, okay. Well, let's get into the NFC South Cam's former division. Uh, and let's talk about the top. And let's talk about former quarterback from new England, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay. 
by all public um, accounts, by the way that it's been covered in the media, this was the biggest move of the offseason. I don't know that I agree, but uh, it certainly was the biggest splash. Um, number one, when this news hit the wire, I was shocked. I thought New England was going to let Tom shop around, get the best deal he could get for two years, and then New England was just going to match it plus a dollar or something and let him retire a, a pet. But no, he was determined to uh, pave his way out of town to a new franchise, give it a new swing uh, with some exceptional weapons in the passing game, an up-and-coming defense, uh, and uh, a softer conference that doesn't have Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in it, to be honest. Um, was this a good move for Tampa Bay, in your opinion? And was this a good move for Tom Brady? My opinion has changed on this, I think, two or three times since we found out that this was a reality. Uh, what is your current temperature on Tampa Bay? I think they have a smart enough coach with a very smart, you know, just from a football knowledge standpoint, quarterback and the receiving core to make this work. The defense was underrated. The defense wasn't underrated. The defense underperformed. Those are two different things. The defense underperformed, especially the secondary. It's not going to be a great defense, but it should be improved. And Christ, they have weapons. Like even even a forty percent Gronk is still, even just as a decoy. Who are you going to cover? There's just so many people to cover. It's going to be a decent offense, no matter how they decide to to do this. The the only issue would be you know. Uh, an Arians offense, the quarterback tends to hold the ball a little more, a little longer than you want. I mean, just Tom hasn't held the ball long in previous seasons, especially as he's gotten up there. And that's not what you want. You do not want this guy getting hit a bunch. Obviously you can say that about any quarterback, but you don't want your 48 year old quarterback getting hit a bunch, especially when you're, what's your backup option now? Gabbert. That's a big step down. Yikes. Big, big step down. So I was I was cold. I was a cold fish on this. I didn't like it. I said, ah, I'm not sure if I love it. And then, you know, it's just enough things piled up where I've I had to come around. Like they traded for Gronk for like nothing too. It was a good trade. Like uh, the the draft. They got a good I mean, anytime you can get a Big Ten offensive lineman, especially an Iowa tackle, like that's could go could have been top two offensive lineman in the draft. Could be yeah. a generational talent. Yeah, yeah, he he's probably going to be good. They got a pretty good. I mean, they talked about Winfield being a first round talent, possibly top safety. He ended up middle second round. That's a good pick. Uh, Tyler Johnson. You know, I'm just gonna give shine to all my golfers anyway. He's your guy. I got my Gophers hat anyway. But, I mean, he was a guy that had been talked about as a second-round wide receiver who wasn't feeling 100%, didn't go to the combine, and then shit hit the fan, and he's a fifth-rounder. Like, he's another <laughs> one that, like, he was probably second-round talent. He was a stud last year for a, a pretty good Gophers team that won double-digit games. And, I mean, they got a few pretty decent draft picks. They added two Hall of Famers. They have two top 10 receivers already. 
and they had a decent. I mean, they already had a decent tight end. Uh, and then the it, and then whatever running back doesn't matter. The yeah. defense. The defense is pretty much. I mean, they lost Nassib. Maybe one more, but the defense is fairly intact. Pretty plus much intact. Plus, yeah. You know, plus you're adding Winfield to the back end there, so it's it's probably going to be a good team. You know, I I tried to uh, don't fight against yourself on stuff like this. Like just because you hate Tom Brady, just because <laughs> you know. Well, and I I think I think you, are you, you know, talking t- to yourself? Yes, I'm talking to myself. Yeah, oh, take okay. take okay. you know t- <laughs> okay. take a look at take a look at the mirror, and you know you can't fight biases. Sure. They, that's the definition. By definition, you they're subconscious, but you can realize. I think you can realize and start to work against it. So it's going to be awful hard to say a lot of bad things about this team. That said, it's still a super old quarterback, and if he does get hurt, it it might fall apart. I don't care who you have at receiver. If you have Blaine, if Blaine Blaine Gabbert, can't even think of his first name. Yeah, Blaine. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a considerable drop. If sure. you have if you have Gabbard out there, things are gonna go bad. So and and if the defense doesn't take the step forward in the secondary that we hope it does, it, it's gonna be well then it'll be a clear over team, but and like I said, uh, Arians needs to cater the offense a little more to a guy that absolutely can't be getting hit. Like quarterbacks have gotten hit in his systems in the past so mm-hmm. if the offensive line's good and the scheme's good it's going to be a i mean it's a playoff team mm-hmm. they're okay. favored in 13 games right now so mm-hmm. i i don't know if the market's overreacted a little but at the same time the schedule's not the schedule's not you know crazy <sighs> what's happened with the win total let's take a look real quick uh they opened it after the super bowl tampa bay was seven and a half so that's obviously before we knew tom was headed to the bay it currently sits at basically nine and a half juice to the over so they presumably have gotten um gotten hit to the over i think it opened at nine nine and a half once we knew tom was going to be the quarterback um oh, and wow. i guess going kind of going through your your monologue there i generally agreed with all your takes um i don't especially i don't especially think gronkowski even as a decoy uh, is going to have much of a meaningful impact on this team uh, i think he's just it's you know you're out of football and the injuries he's been carrying throughout his career i think preclude me up. from buying into you know, Gronk being a factor. Um, but that doesn't could, change could the fact you say, that, uh, yeah, could you but, say he could be a factor in the red zone still? I, I'm not, oh, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm not yes, thinking yes, he's yes, going to sure. be some like every down tight sure. end, but yeah, could he once, have 400 yards, Pat? Could you pay, play 12 games, 400 yards receiving, and like, uh, like 10 touchdowns? touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sure, for, that, yeah, that's sure. that's absolutely where I'd see them using him. Like he's he's so tough to, to, to cover in a short, you know, short field like that. Like yep, that, that's where point. he'll still crush. But yeah, I mean, you're right. He is piled, just piled up injuries. And he mm-hmm. looked awful skinny there when he was out of football. So we will, you know, we'll wait and see. That'll be a quick, you know, we need to sell on this team if all of a sudden that's not working and Tom's not yeah. working new offense. Like be, be ready to switch gears in a hurry on this team. But right now, I think we're bullish. Yeah. So I guess going back to last year and specifically Tom's performance last year. Um, he was fine through eight weeks. They had 
um, one of the top performing defenses that we've ever seen. They had an easy ass schedule. Uh, the Patriots were undefeated, I think, heading into that matchup against Baltimore. Um, Tom lost to all of the good quarterbacks he faced after that. Even like the marginally good quarterbacks he faced after that, he lost to. Um, and you look specifically at his performance, and he was well below average in a lot of important categories for evaluating quarterback performance. Um, I for sure um, was not uh, out in front of the regression of the Patriots overall as a team in the playoffs, right? I did not see it coming that they were going to blow a week 17 game to the Dolphins and fall into the three seed and that they were going to get shut out by the Titans. I did not see that coming. Uh, I am almost certain it was a weird couple weeks. I almost certainly had bets on New England in that game. I for sure bet them to score their team total over in the second half of that game, and they scored zero. Um, And Tom Brady's last pass at Gillette was a depressing pick six. Was it a pick six? It was definitely a pick. His last pass as a Patriot was a pick six. Yeah. Just a terrible game. And just a blow, a just fan, an awful yeah. game. It was just an awful game. Um, and I felt like I missed something, to be honest, because I remember doing content down the stretch uh, when they were, say, I, I definitely bet them to cover the spread at home against the Chiefs. They didn't. I definitely bet them to bounce back against the Bengals. They did. Um, and I was kind of making the case at the time and all the content we were doing that, yeah, I mean, you know, Brady's, you know, he's, he doesn't have chemistry with his receivers. This this whole receiving core is trash. And, you know, he, it's not like he's not throwing an accurate ball. It's just a matter of, you know, there's there's not a good looks out there for him. They, and once we get into the uh, into the postseason, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to see some, some different interesting looks from this team. Uh, and we didn't really ever see that, uh, which was surprising. The, the most notable um, kind of sequences from that whole stretch uh, were some really bad passes against a Texans pass defense that stunk. Um, some really questionable uh, decision-making in the second half of that playoff loss. Um, and I kind of finished the season thinking, okay, well, um, Tom Brady is clearly in decline. Age comes for everyone, right? No one is immune to father time. Dick, father time. Father time in the seventy-two Dolphins. Yep, undefeated, <laughs> undefeated. Um, and so when he hit the free agent market, uh, and it seemed like that was just I you know it's too as an outsider, it seemed like hey, this is a uh, an opportunity for him to get some you know, feel better about himself, get some pats on the back. He's still wanted around the league. He's getting flirted with by the chargers, and the Raiders and the bucks. Like, cool. Like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll retire in, uh, uh, in honor. And well, yeah, it's like, you know, we're, we're old married dudes, but when you, when you go out to the bar and the wife's not there and some girl gives you the look, You're like, like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. I still, I still, got, I still it. got it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, um, that happens to me every day. Yeah, I mean, you go to the bar a lot, I bet, right? Well, um, I mean, just everywhere. I can't go yeah. anywhere. It's, I, yeah, that's right, why right. I, That's why I like the mask. It hides yeah. some of my <laughs> hides some of my striking features. Cools off, cools off the uh, heat. I got you. I got you. Oh. Um, so, 
Brady is in my, you know, kind of at the end of it all, he was kind of fortified, solidified in my mind as a quarterback in decline, right? Like he kind of, I feel like he was a little bit, dis- you know, I, I, got the, I feel like I got the wool pulled over my eyes because Gronk made him look so much better than he was down the stretch. You know, that like he really wasn't as good as he was. He just, he just had, you know, the, the best tight end of all time to throw to. And it really, really you know, made, made, made him look better. And, uh, you know, then he was doing this short passing thing. He was controlling his, the amount of times he was getting hit and the pressure on himself from the pass rush by, you know, rhythm, quick passing offense, targeting Julian Edelman, uh, you know, well short of the, you know, yardage to gain uh, 10 times a game. Uh, and so then looking at what the, the pieces, the dynamic, you know, receiving weapons on this Bucks offense, it felt like it wasn't a great fit, right? Evans is a baller down the field. He is a massive mismatch against a, Q, a CB1. You know, he is tall. He, has, he is long, he has amazing hands, and he's fast. He is a guy that you want to be targeting 20-plus yards down the field. Godwin is, I think, even better as a, as a uh, all-around wide receiver and will, you know, will end up being the better of the two in terms of career performance. Well, yeah, I'm and I'm with you. This this was not who like this was not the match. Like this no, is, it doesn't. This work. was a, it felt like a terrible match. I I thought maybe San Diego. I thought maybe Vegas. There was a couple other. There probably those are like choices I liked. There was probably four other places where I I would have picked before Tampa. But yeah. here, I mean, but now like we <laughs> like we in the long preamble. This is what we've been forced to deal with. Now we yeah. just have to. This is how it shook out. So I guess we have to decide if they can make it work. Yeah. So is this far with the Vikings or far with the Jets? I mean, are Probably. we going to have a dick pic scandal? Probably not. But is there going to be? Uh, a, you know, is it. there going to be an NFC Championship game in Tom Brady's future this season? I guess what I guess what is the analog that you think we most likely see this Tom Brady the Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, two-year experiment play out as Joe Montana and Kansas City. Yeah, I think playoff. Not Peyton. Not Peyton Manning in Denver. No, I think you see playoff appearances, but uh, it's not like there's a title. This isn't a title contender. No, I think it's it's not like a zero. Well, not nobody should be a zero percent chance, but. There's a there's a non-zero chance that this team goes to the Super Bowl. I don't think the NFC is like wildly top heavy. I think there's a bunch of teams that can compete because I'm 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 not quite as sold on the Niners as you. I think they're going to be a good team, but even even their their ceiling isn't like their ceiling isn't like KC. Hmm. So, I I think in the in a in an F, NFC that's a little more wide open. Uh, there's a chance that this is like an NFC title game appearance. Hmm. Even as a wild card, like I think they're the kind of team that. I mean, what kind of team wins in the playoffs as an underdog or as a non-division winner? What What does it take? I, I would 
say well, you, this, having this exact, having experience this exact blueprint of a team. This exact exper- blueprint yeah, of a team. Exactly. Absolutely. Experienced Absolutely. coach, yes. experienced quarterback. Yeah. Not you afraid know, just, to go on the road. Not afraid to to make meaningful passes in a comeback attempt. Yeah, and, all of that is and true. Yeah, with with a possibly high octane passing attack that can right. I mean just just look at and it's not maybe the blueprint that happened, but look at what happened to the Saints. They ran into a team that had two really good receivers and they lost the damn game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Niners, they're, you know, that's a whole different kind of blueprint. The team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally different. Completely different. But, yeah, this is – you have an experienced head coach who's had success in the league. Obviously, you don't have to tell you that Tom, maybe all-time, most – who's played the most playoff games as a as a quarterback? Tom Tom Brady by far. Uh, he might not he, just because he he's never been, plays. He's, he's been, he went to the AFC Championship game like seven years in a freaking I know, row. but they, they, they a, don't. They don't only play nine two Super Bowls. You only play two <laughs> or three games, but yeah, no, I mean you're right. Oh like, no, seven eight, Super Bowls. No, eight Super Bowls. He lost. He's six and is he six and two in Super Bowls or six and three? Six, six and, and three. He lost. He lost uh, twice to the Giants and once to the Eagles. So he's six and but three. He's NFC, been to nine. He's been to nine Super Bowls. NFC East getting him but yeah he's super experienced i guess i don't even know if we need to spend that much time to tell you the listener Tom Brady has we... been, is a winner he's a winner he, guys he's he's that girl he's been around <laughs> so i mean yeah what more can you say about tom brady uh, yeah experience good passing offense this is the kind of team that can go into the playoffs beat the saints beat the niners beat the vikings seahawks packers whoever you want to put in the playoffs from the nfc Mm-hmm. Cowboys, like the, it's it's a solid blueprint for winning games in the playoffs. So if they get he in, they're, to, da- they're he, dangerous. Yeah, he has to prove it to me, though. I have to tell you because he's going to have to make ten to twenty yard passes down the sidelines. He's going to have to have a precision arm. He's yeah. not going to be able to get away with uh, uh, a short rhythm passing offense. Uh, I just don't see it, and it doesn't really fit with the pieces. It doesn't really fit with what the offense likes to do, um, and. You know, overall, roster-wise, Tampa Bay is like an upper half of the league roster, but it's certainly not a top-five roster overall. Um, They have a very clear blueprint, and I think we might have even talked about this. Like, the blueprint is, you can see this a mile away. Like, they're going to be in every game. You are not going to be able to run on this team in a way that you can put away a lead, which is always going to give them a chance to come yeah, back. We didn't even, we didn't even bring always. up their, their rush defense. Always. Yeah, good point. You are always going to be able, you are always going to be in a game with these guys. Always. You are always going to have your opportunity to throw yourself into, you know, from a comeback standpoint. The flip side of that is true as well, though. You're not necessarily going to be able to run the ball effectively enough to put away games comfortably. You're not going to be able to stop pass or rush the passer comfortably enough to put away games on a regular basis, which means all of these coin flips, Saints, Saints, Packers maybe, Rams maybe, Vikings maybe, Chiefs definitely. Those are like coin flip games where you could find yourself. I wanted you to say definitely maybe. (laughs) Definitely maybe. Definitely Uh, maybe. Uh, Falcons maybe. Um, I would say you know, Raiders possibly. Um, that's but now that I'm looking across their whole schedule, they got an easy schedule, huh? It's not terrible. It's kind you of know, easy, uh, you know. Obviously, the Saints twice isn't 
everybody has a tough team in their division. Like you're, you're going to always going to, unless you're top dog, you're playing someone tough in your division. So there's that. But yeah, other than that, and yeah, the chiefs, it's not, it's not a terrible, uh, I'm trying to find. They get exactly. the saints in, in two good spots though. Yeah. They get them week one, uh, on the road. So basically you knew, you always kind of neutralize a little home field advantage week one, I feel like, just because you have so much time to prepare for that game that you can kind of scheme your way into, uh, you know, avoiding some of the pitfalls that come with being on the road. Um, and that is going to be amplified this year because the Superdome is going to be relatively quiet, I would guess. Yeah. It'll be uh, different. We we still haven't. Yeah, we. I mean, we still don't have full confirmation. But man, I'm. If you had a gun to my head, I'd say there's no fans. Like, why? Yeah, would I would they, too. Why, why would you take chances with the season? Yeah, you, you know, except for if they're greedy and they want the money. But yeah, the, the green the green base spot, green base coming off the bye, but they get extra rest off the Thursday night football. Sure enough. Vegas is coming off. The Vegas tough is the Vegas, Vegas is a tough spot's one. It's yeah. a little tough. Hopefully Tom mm-hmm. keeps the team together. doesn't get them. They're not screwing around out there. Uh, the giants, <laughs> the giants is kind of a, a tough spot, but it's neutralized. They should beat them by the touchdown. Plus. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like there's two disadvantages there. It's back to back road and the opponent's getting extra rest, but, what neutralizes it is the fact that it's the Giants and they suck. They, you know they suck shit. And <laughs> yeah, right. they had they, didn't they have some players opt out? Yes, they did. Their tackle, yeah. um, uh, the guy they signed from New England. Uh, yep. And then yeah, like you said, New Orleans <clears throat> off the opener, extra time to prep for that. All the time in the world, with no preseason, I guess. Oh yeah, you're going to be yeah. able to pass on a lot of these teams. There's a lot then, of yeah, pass New, New Orleans is the, the other one is New Orleans is on their back to back roadie. Kansas City's on their back to back roadie. Minnesota gets extra rest off the bye, which isn't you know great, but that's uh, Minnesota just completely rebuilt a their defensive secondary besides Harrison, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm seeing as I look down the schedule. Yeah, there's is... some pa- there's some teams that'll be able to pass on. They'll yeah, exactly. So in like in kind of evaluating the schedule, I guess what I'm seeing is they're gonna be able to put thirty points on the board in most weeks. Maybe even more if Tom actually is making precision downfield passes. I'm kind of talking myself into Tampa Bay might be a wily NFC final four kind of a team. I'm talking myself into Tampa Bay scores most points. Ooh, interesting. Side mm. or, uh, there's that's a market that's offered highest scoring team. It is this for sure. It's I, I for sure have seen it. Um, I have a bet down on uh, Dallas to be that team. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, get into I that. We we'll get to yeah. Dallas, um, but the. Um, but the you know the the schedule is soft. The pieces are there. They're going to be in every game. There's not really many of these that I'm like especially scared of comebacks. You know, like the Bears aren't coming back on you. The Panthers aren't coming back on you. The Giants aren't coming back on you. You have a tough little final three there with Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. Um, those are passing offenses that are going to put some pressure on you. Um, but that's way at the end of the season. You could be rounding into form by then. You could have developed a rushing attack for all we know by then. Um, you know, some of these cornerbacks could be playing their best ball. It's worth noting that um, Todd Bowles, get, he's been getting fair credit 
for the amazing job he did with this defensive unit last year. Starting out the season, we thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were an auto over um, because the defense couldn't stop anyone. Um, but they played more like an average defense over the course of the season, I thought. Um, and their rush defense in particular was top one or two, <laughs> depending on what metrics you care about. Um, so that's good, I guess. Um, but, you know, they didn't really make many meaningful changes. So continuity is there. So they should be able to build on whatever they had going with polls last year. Uh, it's completely reasonable to say that there's not going to be some sort of weird regression in this defense. Um, and it's completely reasonable to say that the, you know, that the rushing offense and that the offensive line may be good, may be fine. Um, they're definitely going to have a lot of opportunities. They're definitely going to have uh, a soft schedule here. I mean, not a lot of pass rushers that I'm worried about looking up and down this schedule either, really. Um, I'm kind of talking myself into Tampa is going to be at near or at the top of the win total uh, you know, standings once we get into the month of December. Can you make any argument against that? Just uh, if Arians bungles this and doesn't, you know, put together the kind of offense where Tom can succeed in, like if he's too old and stuck in his ways and stubborn and tries to run the kind of offense that he ran last year, mm, okay. if, you uh, know, if, if yeah. and it would take and it would take a, a shitload of hubris and with a dash of stupidity to do that because like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is the thing and it, it bothers me because sometimes we say this and it still doesn't happen. But if we know something, I hope the coach knows it. She sure. would think like if, if we clearly know that you can't run the same kind of offense you ran with James Winston, you would think Bruce Arians knows this. So, but at the same time, we say a lot of things, and then you go out and see the managers. Or the manager, I'm, I'm talking baseball. Too much baseball going on. The coaches screw up and do the opposite anyway. So, mm, be interesting okay. to see. And then you know, like you said, if the, if the arm isn't there, if you can't make the pass to the outside, if you can't make the sideline, you know, the the 15 yard outs. If his you know father time's catching up, if he gets hit a little too much, this this could be a failed experiment. We'll know by week four when they play the Chargers. That'll be the test, I think. That defense is going to be pretty tough. They're going to put some pressure on him with the pass rush. They're going to have um, you know, a shitload of DBs back there uh, that can pick him off if he's not precise with his downfield passing. If they only score like 20-ish against the Chargers, then I'm retracting all of my bullish sentiment about the Tampa Bay Bucks. I don't really like Leftwich as a coordinator, I got to tell you. Um, I didn't love the way they used James Winston last year. I didn't love the overall, uh, you know, kind of, I felt like there was a lot of wasted downs rushing in predictable situations. Um, and, you know, he could improve. He could take a step forward. Um, but he's certainly not Josh McDaniels. Um, that could be an issue. Um so, they, should carry, they should carry him. Like when they when they complete a long pass to the red zone, they should carry Leftwich down the sidelines. <laughs> that's, all I can, that's all I can picture with him. 
Yeah, I enjoyed um, him in college, but yeah, um, yeah, he's one of those guys we've kind of been up and down on, and I think we're, yeah, I'm neutral on him. I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to judge how this offense did last year. Like James is out there without his contacts, just whipping the ball around. Like yeah. it's and there's been just so much when you have a full turnover at quarterback and they bring in Gronk and we're kind of unsure on this is kind of a hard team to judge. They're either going to be good or they're going to be mediocre. I don't think they have a super low floor. That that judge that checks out. That that does check out actually. Um, and actually, that's priced in a little bit because Tampa to make the playoffs. Did you see that? Is minus two forty. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty high confidence, I guess. And I don't totally disagree. Um, I certainly don't want any part of under eight and a half at plus two hundred four. Um, I don't think there's an especially large edge there. This is just too easy of a schedule. Um, and I don't know. I wish I was getting a better price on them to win the NFC South. Plus one sixty three is not quite enough. Saints are still very, very freaking good. <laughs> Entirely see a situation where they split those games. Um, so I don't really have any action on these guys, I guess. I need to see them play Denver. I need to see them play the Chargers and uh, kind of gauge a little bit if we are closer to the Joe Montana uh, as a chief or if we're closer to uh, Brett Favre as a jet. God, was another nice. old ass quarterback that went to a another you know went to a changed teams late in his career and just was it was a disaster of a situation. Do you remember any? I was going to say Rich Cannon did good. Oh, we did great. Uh, it's not yeah, like Montana wasn't bad when he switched. That they were no, he was successor. Yeah, he was. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't. Yeah, you, you were. You were right. He was like a playoff quarterback, playoff caliber quarterback for the first year, second year. You know, declined a lot. Um, and maybe that's the blueprint here. Maybe he makes the playoffs this year. They challenge. They get a tougher schedule next year. Gronk leaves. They don't have great draft choices. And, uh, you know, they come back to earth a little bit and maybe don't even make playoffs. And that's the last we see of Tom Brady, which will be quite sad. Um, yeah, that's not an exactly a beautiful write off of the sunset. That's ugly. I don't think this is a good enough team to win the Super Bowl. I think you, you said it yourself. Like this is there's not a zero percent chance, but uh, they're just they they're missing too many key pieces. Um, and you know they're going to have a very difficult time putting away wins. And fundamentally, I'm not in love with the coaching staff when it all comes down to it. Um, wears, Bruce he wears Arians a cool hat, but yeah, he wears a cool hat, but that's that's. Uh... Probably not going to be laying points with these guys very often. I can tell you that also. I no, like you, like you said, it's it's people are going to be in games all the time. This is going to be maybe a fun live betting team. <laughs> yeah, have a good halftime betting team. They got a bunch of primetime games, so that's good news for us. I see one, two, three, four, five primetimers. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that, that sells. I love that. I'm going to bet Tampa Bay in the second half of every one of those they're losing. Bet their opponent every one they're winning. I love it. I'm gonna Love hold that. you to that. I don't, 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 don't think that I won't wiggle around and say, "Well, we're gonna bet the Bears, but I don't want to lay, I don't want to lay any points when they're down 14. We're just gonna take their team total. Over. We will take, that's, yeah, the team total. <laughs> that's cheating, but I, yes, I'll, I'll, cheating. I will okay. allow it. Okay, thank you. That no, 100 allowing you, that. Pretty much tell you that's the way I'm gonna attack that one. Um, okay, so 
do you have a saints to win the south future yeah. uh do does anything we talked about about the bucks shake your confidence in the saints actually getting this done well yeah just i mean it shakes my confidence based on the price they took like it took a bad price because it was pre-brady I was, you know, I wasn't 100% sure what they were going to do. I was. What was the price you got, by the way? Minus minus, m- minus 130. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, no, it's a bad price. I was, my in my mind, I should find the tweet. I tweeted it out as far as my predictions on which quarterback goes where. And I don't think I got any of them right because it was so early. But I was thinking the good fit was going to be Rivers. Um, I was I yeah. was thinking Rivers here, Brady out west, and then I can't remember where I thought Jameis was going to go, but obviously it wasn't the Saints. Like that, it wasn't even close to that. I should go. I should go look at this. Most of my, if I Google like Andy MSFW and type in Rivers, it's just going to be a bunch of pregnancy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this. Oh, here it is. Um, All right. I found it from February 17th. I said, Brady, Vegas, Rivers, Tampa, over two. Jameis, Indy, Teddy, Chargers, Breeze, New Orleans. Nailed it. Nailed it. Mariota, Washington, football team. Dak, Dallas. Tanny, Tenny. Oh, I got a couple. And then Keenum, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So I got a couple right. <laughs> the ones yeah. who didn't move, but yeah, those, those all got mixed <laughs> up. And then also, like I, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see Carolina going after Teddy. Yeah, which I, didn't, so, I didn't mind that move. So, uh, let's get down and dirty with the Saints. The this team, I feel like we had a dead read on them last year, and then everything went sideways when Breeze got hurt week two. Um, and then everything went sideways again, uh, several more times over the course of the season. I lost on them. I think every which way I thought I had, um, kind of figured out the puzzle of the saints. Did you read the football outsiders? Like sometimes I'll just skim the first part of the article. Like, yeah, they, they had a weird season, but man, they had a weird off season too. Yes, this is a, this has been a this has been kind of an eventful year. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the like the the church scandal. I I'd, yeah. I'd forgotten that um Peyton got coronavirus, which yeah. like you know, luckily, you know, I talk a lot of shit about Sean Peyton, how he's a horrible, horrible, horrible person, but like you know, I'm I'm glad he it was pretty mild. He didn't really have much for symptoms. I don't think he was fully asymptomatic, but it was a mild he just sat in quarantine and waited out and he's back now. And then the breeze kneeling thing, which yeah, his initial apology was garbage. Like it was just his PR guy wrote it, but he came out and did some, like, I honestly think he, he learned something from it, which is one of the biggest things you can do as a That's person. That's more than you can say for most people who get caught up in a public scandal. It's more, it's more than you can say for most people in the world. Like, to, <laughs> yes. you know, to, it, it's probably one of the biggest, the biggest things you can do as a human being is actually you yeah. know, get, get bigger from a, a, a situation like that. So, you know, good for Drew Brees. And he's a, he's a good guy. Like I, it's not like it's surprising that he came out of that, that 
better for it. So, but yeah, they had a they had a wild off season, and it kind kind of got lost in the off season. Is they signed a decent wide receiver. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say it's on par with what we have over in Tampa, but it's nice to have a second receiver. Because, it really is. Um, huge upgrade. It is a huge upgrade, and like hot shot, pop quiz hot shot. That's me from that's from Speed. Um, obviously, you can name who got the most targets. 185 targets last year for Michael Thomas. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Who, who is their second most targeted player in the passing game? I think Whoa. you'll get it. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, absolutely. Alvin okay. Kamara with, with, I mean, with a bullet, was not okay. close. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 97 targets. Wow. With 81 receptions. That's a, I mean, granted his A dot had to be like a yard, but still. Yeah, probably, yeah. That's 500 yards receiving for him and a touchdown. That's very nice. A lot of screen passes, you know, for sure, but really nice. Uh, the next one was a tight end and Jared Cook was 65. Oh, yeah, sure, so, sure. So, I mean, there was a there was a running back and a tight end before we get to another wide receiver with uh, Teddy Ginn did it again, 56. <laughs> and then I defy you to name, uh, not even just like name the next one down the list, I defy you to name a wide receiver from this team from last uh, year. Taysom Hill? Taysom, yeah, and that that's the punchline that we get to eventually. It was Traycon Smith. Trey, oh, yeah. He's, it he's, was, not, he's not bad. No, he's, he's not terrible. Not 20, 25 yeah. targets, but then, yes, the fourth most targets as a wide receiver last year was, <laughs> Taysom, Hill. was Taysom Hill, the quarterback. At least they retained him, gave him some money. Good <laughs> job by them. Yeah, they paid him good for a wide receiver, but yeah. Oh, so, Jesus. so I mean, let's add up. You add up Teddy Yen, Traquan Smith, and let's say Taysom Hill's a wide receiver. That's still, I mean, you're just talking forty-seven and fifty-six. That's about you're you're about at a, what one hundred and three targets there. Yeah, between the next okay. three wide receivers compared to Thomas's yeah. one eighty-five. Wow, it's gonna be nice. He had probably had more an, receptions than tar- everybody else got targets. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, for sure he did. He had uh, 149 receptions. Yeah, that's a big number. That's a huge number. So it is nice to get a, a second reliable guy in Manny Sanders, who I like quite a bit. Yeah, Manny Sanders is real nice. Uh, and Smith is, is I think, emerging. Uh, he's a nice slot guy. Um, Cook was surprisingly good. Um, is Cook, Cook's, Cook's not back, though, is he? Uh, is he? He is back. Yes. Uh, okay. Um he didn't like retire or something. I don't know why I have that back in or that he left. I'm almost sure he's um, back, but they they have a couple decent tight ends. Okay, um, well, Ted, got, get, Teddy Ginn is gone. They Teddy did Ginn lose. Gone, right? They okay. did lose Teddy Ginn. Got it. Um, okay, so let's talk about kind of the depth issue um, because that's maybe one of the strengths of this team uh, outside of the O line, right? The the little mini run we've had of the Saints being good over the last several years uh, was born largely out of them hitting every single player in the draft three years ago. And, like, not just hitting, but, like, hitting a grand Nailing slam. Nailing. Like, like, destroying. Like, four grands, like, three grand slams and a home run. Um, they have an absolute rocket left tackle in Armstead that they got in that draft, I believe. They have an absolute beast at a running back who they haven't even had to pay yet in Kamara. Uh, and they got a true blue CB one in Lattimore and they got a very solid safety in Williams. Um, the following year, 
they did the opposite and they traded all their draft picks for a pass rusher who has yet to really show me anything of flash or, 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 you know, true, uh, round one talent since he's been in the NFL in Davenport. Um, and that's put a little bit of pressure on this team because players are moving on, players are getting older. Um, and so you're starting to get thin at some key point places. Yep. Um, notably not quarterback because you have probably, in my opinion, at least the best backup in the league in Jameis Winston. Um, but you have, um, you know, for sure, a couple guys in the interior of the line get hurt. And I think this happened last year, and this was somewhat contributory to their playoff upset. Um, a couple guys in line get hurt, put in backup guys, and all of a sudden there's pressure coming up the middle. All of a sudden Drew Brees has even less time, uh, and you're putting even more pressure on him to uh, you know, throw the ball down the field, which he has not really shown an ability to do. Oh, full noodle, full for, a couple, alarm. for a couple of years. Noodle arm Brees is a thing. And – what we learned the hard way, at least I did the hard way last off season was just identifying that someone has a noodle arm isn't enough to not give them a chance to at least win 10 games, especially when you have so much continuity at the head coach and offensive coordinator position. This is Sean Payton's 14th year or 15th year as the head coach. And he's been with the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael for like a dozen of those years, which is absolutely wild. Continuity on the defensive side too is huge. Uh, that may play an especially big role as we head into uh, a season where having continuity at key positions and key staff may matter the most. Um, and so reasonably outside of all the weirdness of their off season, I think they come into the season pretty strong. I think they come into the season, rightful, reasonable favorites to co-favorites, at least to win the NFC. Um, the question then becomes, does the schedule neutralize any edge they have over some of their competition uh, and potentially force Drew Brees into the elements in the NFC playoff race? What are your thoughts on the Saints possible getting possibly getting the one seed? It's for sure a possibility if they stay healthy. Like you said, maybe some depth issues. They didn't have, like, you know, you talk about trading draft picks away. They had four, they made four draft picks. And again, I, I liked them. I liked, in fact, I liked the first three. I, I'm not even sure about, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of Mississippi State football. They drafted another quarterback late, but I mean, that's just a hard flyer. But they got a good, a really good lineman, I think, in Ruiz. They're not even going to have to use it center because they have a center. They can fill him in as a guard. Uh, they got one of the better, you know, linebackers that wasn't going to be a first rounder. You know, there obviously some really high linebackers, but I like Bond a lot from Wisconsin. It's funny, like these are guys that I saw a lot because I watch Big Ten <laughs> football. But then, sure. I mean, they're they're good players, and Bond Bond, you know, he was high. I thought he went. He went a lot lower than I thought he was going to as well. I thought he was a second rounder talent. It's hard to guess, you know, even though we did so well at the draft. Once you get into the second round, it's such a crapshoot. Guys can drop like a rock. And uh, there was a lot of people who, you know, were writing draft articles, who were putting out information as we were doing a shitload of research on some of this stuff to beat props, who had Adam Troutman as kind of a sneaky guy to be the first tight end off the board. He wasn't, but. 
he, yeah, he, not you know, he, he played for, you know, he played for a lower end conference. He played for the Dayton Flyers, but he could turn out to be kind of a sneaky good pick too in the, in the late third round. So even though they didn't have much for draft picks, I think they, they kind of filled in at some, you know, a, a need they had at uh, getting a lineman, a need they had at a, a linebacker who can provide some depth behind uh, who is, uh, I'm trying to think who the other one was besides Alonso. They have another, uh, I can't think of it right now, but you know, I don't think he's a starter, but like you said, good teams need depth. Good teams don't have a ton of needs to fill in. It's like Kansas city's draft or, you know, we've talked Thinking about some of the Mario Davis uh, and Anzalone. Anzalone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but either, either way, get, getting linebacker depth never hurts. Sure. And then I think they're going to need that actually, to be honest, but go ahead. Everybody needs linebacker depth, especially coverage guys. But they did what they could with that. They got, you know, they got Manny Sanders. They got Malcolm Jenkins. They got Jameis Winston. I mean, you have the best backup in the league. They are thin at a few spots, but they did what they could. And that's that's all you can do. It was a very good team. It was a team that probably was deserving of being in the NFC title game. They they ran into a hot playoff team that the, these things happen, especially to the Saints. And I don't think they've got markedly worse. So yeah, they should be, you know, they should be a favorite to reach the NFC title game for sure. They should be a favorite to win the division. They should be a team that wins ten games at a minimum. And again, what goes off the rails? Just like Tampa, they have an old ass quarterback. If he gets hurt, things can go sideways. But like we just said, maybe it's not a downgrade. So that's where I put them ahead of Tampa Bay. They have it's it's similar. They have good receivers, a veteran quarterback, an experienced coach, but I think it's much less of a disaster if they do have an injury at quarterback. So they get the edge here for for sure. Hmm. Where if you had to throw a dart, where does this defense land in the kind of tiers at the end of the season? Is it a top 10 defense? Is it a top half? Lower top, a top five, right? Low, lower top 10. Like it'll, it'll lower top a, 10. Like, oh. like, like somewhere, oh, wow. well, like uh, right around like 10 to 12, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say like it's going to be a top 10, but that's, I think the ceiling is top 10. Mm, okay. Probably like, like you said, top 15. Got it. Some, okay. some, somewhere in that 10 to 15 range is kind of where I'd, I'd peg them, I suppose. Okay. As of right now, their front four is strong. Yes. Uh, and But their second unit is like Jags. Their third unit is Jags. And you're really counting on them coaching some of these guys up if there's any injury to your front four. Uh, again, any injury to your front four puts going to put more pressure on your linebacking core as well. And this is not a linebacking core that I especially like. If Zach Bond turns out to be a good player, he may be kind of a you know save the day kind of a guy because I got to tell you, they this this linebacking core was pretty vulnerable um, and they got exposed in a couple of the biggest games last year. Uh, most notably, Kittle and the uh, Niners. Um, you know, just went to town on these guys game, in that though. awesome game. Um, so I guess the only other thing I have really to add to this 
stew we're building. And the reason I asked you that question about the defense, because we don't really doubt that they're going to score points. The offense is well-coordinated. It's well-coached. They have talent all over. They're going to score points. The question becomes, is this stretch here from week nine to week 16, uh, is this really going to test this unit to where we see them uh, take some L's that takes them out of the contention for the first overall seed. Cause I'm looking at their schedule now and yeah, it's fucking rough. through, through eight. It's, it's, it's backloaded. Like you wouldn't believe the through eight weeks, this team could be eight. This team could be seven and zero. they could be six and one. The only realistic upset I see on here is potentially week one versus Tampa Bay. But after that, it gets wild it is one of the tougher stretches that any team especially any nfc team has uh from week nine through week 16 one two three four five six seven eight games what happens in those eight games four and four yeah you're hoping for four and four because it is (laughs) it is going to your chief rival in division off the back-to-back at tampa bay Followed by the NFC Super Bowl content, Super Bowl entrant from last year, who is coming off Thursday night football. So then you get, you know, Jimmy G with extra rest. You get Atlanta coming off their bye. You have to travel up to Denver later in the season. Then you get Atlanta, <laughs> which is again another back to back. Granted, you know, if you want to say the dome isn't going to be rocking in. New Orleans, again, it won't be in Atlanta, but it's still a travel spot after a travel spot to elevation, followed by a third straight travel spot, <laughs> which is going to be another winter, winter. Yeah, it's yeah. another cold. It's another dome team traveling to a cold weather city. If it's, yeah, if it's <laughs> pissing snow in Philadelphia and your third week of a back to back to back, good luck. Which then it eases up. You get a home game. Oh, against Kansas City. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so you get you get both Super Bowl teams in this stretch, followed by uh, you know another playoff team in Minnesota. Again, who beat home, you last year? Still, yeah, the, the team that beat you in the playoffs, and then and then you, twice you get you two get of an the last easy, three years in the playoffs, right? You get an easy one, but at this point you've got uh, a Carolina team. It's a road game. And Carolina's had all year to figure out what they are, I guess. And they get to play spoiler a little if they want. That's that's the easiest stretch, the easiest game, but it's still a road game. So yeah, Jesus, four and four would be great. It would be great. You need yeah, you need you need to go into that six and two at the very worst. Yeah. 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 Which kind of makes week one a big deal. Makes week one and week and week two a big deal. If New Orleans is like 8-0, I'm going to be piss-hammering whatever money I can get on Tampa to win the division at a big number. Yeah, I love that. I love, love, love that. I, ho- I hope it's like, you know, New Orleans is 6-8-0 and Tampa's like 5-3. and three. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa absolutely has a chance to leapfrog them there. Yep. Week 8, New Orleans wins their, eighth, their seventh game. Uh, they are 7-0. It's a tough game against Chicago. Physical. They head on the road to Tampa. That's the time you bounce. You're going to get like plus 300. Wait, That's a great so. look. That's I'm a great excited. look. 
you know, these things, we have all these ideas and sometimes they don't come to fruition, but they sure are fun to think about and have ready. And the, you know, you just got to lo- load up, load up the, your weapons, get them ready for the season. This is a good one. I think I like this one. Um, um, your okay. prediction on how, well, no, what, I, what, yeah, what type of heartbreaking loss do they, <laughs> do they have in the playoffs? Like, who, what team who's clearly worse than them beats them, and how does it happen? Refs, miracle oh, play, just an overall beating like last year. Um, well, what's yeah. our playoff? I, mean, I guess what? Because so, so I my my thought is this stretch is so tough; it opens the door up for Tampa beyond just being a good price. Like, actually, does tilt the balance a bit in their favor, and so I think the idea is. They sneak in with the top wild card slot. They're with like a ten and six or eleven and five record, and the top wild card slot is going to play the NFC North. I would guess. Did we make an official prediction of who wins the NFC North? Minnesota going away. I thought. (laughs) No, we 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 were pretty wishy washy on that, and the price the price reflects it. Um, so the heartbreaking loss happens in Lambeau, uh, against oh, the God, Packers in the snow. Um, and the, it's on the back of the fact that they, that, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it does happen. I think they get that win. I think they go, I think they're in the final four. I don't think there's any NFC team that I see a, a, a meaningfully difficult matchup for them uh, in uh, in that four or five matchup. So they win as the five seed. That sends them to the one seed. Niners, Bucks, maybe Cowboys. No. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing actually a problem of them going outside and being competitive for three weeks. It's going to be tough. Well, especially if one is just, you know, San Francisco winter, which is just San Francisco (laughs) summer. Yeah. Similarly, Tampa, similarly Dallas. Or, I mean, let's say Minnesota turns out to be the better team traveling to Minnesota. It's a yeah. dome team. Yeah. Tampa, Detroit, you know, it's a warm Detroit weather city. the North in a dome. Dome team, yes. Dallas, yeah. it's a warm weather city with a kind of dome. Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of – I mean, what, the only situation really, because think of the, the teams up north in the NFC, like just Washington, New York, Chicago. No. I mean, these no. aren't teams that no. are going to be hosting yeah. playoff games. Uh, the, the only one really that you know I can think of would Philly, maybe be possibly Philly, Seattle. No, it never even really gets that cold in Seattle anyway. No, it really um, doesn't. So yeah, playing playing a cold weather game in the playoffs, it's Lambo or nothing. Yeah. So Sorry, maybe it's not Philly. a problem. Yeah. So yeah. it's not really so basically, I guess what I'm coming down to is can can the Saints win? four straight road games and punch a ticket for the Super Bowl because they finish on the road at Carolina, which means they're already in the hole for road, 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 road. I think that's not crazy. 
especially because, you know, you're losing the home advantage you have of the Superdome, which is going to be big. Um, I don't think that can be understated. Um, like the games against San Francisco and KC that you have at home, if this was a normal year, I'm talking about like, oh man, they got so lucky. They got their two toughest games at home, you know? But now it's like, eh, it's not a tough travel for either of those teams. There's not going to be loud. I, I, I think, I guess I'm, what I'm thinking is like the new, the new world we're in with uh, potentially less impact of, of home field advantage is, is not, uh, it's not good for their home games, which I think doesn't change their overall Super Bowl chances uh, if they end up a wild card. Um, so I don't think we should be afraid to get involved with them at some point if things look bad and they have to go on the road to get it done. Is that, do, would you agree with that? Cautious optimism if they are on the outside looking in as a five seed? Yeah, no, the, again, it's experience. And, you know, we can make jokes all we want about the fact that they've had such bad luck in the playoffs. But yeah, experienced coach, experienced quarterback, good offensive roster. If they made it that far, the defense couldn't have been that bad. Like, yeah, they, they definitely chip chair in a chance. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, keep that in mind. File that away. Hope that the Saints look sad at, at one point and that we can get some value on them to win the NFC or something like that. That'd be fun. Um, hopefully it's right after they get their doors blown off by KC week 15. And it's like, wow, man, are they even going to make the wild card? <laughs> Everybody's breathing down their neck. They might be the seventh seed. Is this, team, is this team even good? <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? Um, Not great, Bob. Okay. No, I think, I guess, is there a blueprint betting them game by game? They're always in it for a comeback, you would say, right? Yeah, I mean, just with the, even if you want to say that, you know, they're going to be a little more short passing, like Kamara with some screen passes. Right awesome. there with, yeah. yeah, that's right up there with Delvin Cook as far as that's the kind of play that, you know, it, it might have an A dot of like a quarter yard, but that's a 40-yard pass waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, they get, they're going to have a little bit of difficulty putting away leads against teams that have decent offenses. I think we learned that against San Francisco last year. Yep. Uh, so that gives us a little bit of a blueprint for betting them live. Um, yeah, it, yeah. And, like, uh, I don't. I don't know if we'll get a game up. quite like that, but yeah, a team with a decent offense that goes down against them. I think you may be betting a team total on that sort of team. Like, yeah, I think you know if the Niners, a, a team with a good offense, goes down by a touchdown or two, I'm not afraid to bet that other team's you know live team total over. What was the Niners' uh, deficit in that game? You remember? It went over before halftime, so I know you were watching. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I'm not sure how much they were down by. I think it was like 21-7 or maybe even 28-7. It didn't feel like – yeah, I don't remember them being down like big. I remember it being more ping-pongy back and forth. I remember it being a big ping-pong and then some little ping-pong. Yeah. <laughs> they were down late too. I mean, they had, to, they had to come back in that game and score a touchdown to take the lead before – I'm not sure I can uh, tell you who awesome won that game. Play. It was the Niners, like uh, yeah, they 48, did, didn't they? 48, 46 or something insane. It was that was that was the best regular season game of the whole season, maybe the best game of the season. 
Um, God, that was a fucking great game. It reminds me of it's always the Niners. Remember uh, Niners Rams the year before? Yeah, that one was amazing. I yeah. do enjoy those. Um, well, Rams Chiefs was the best game the year before, probably. Yeah, that one might have been two right? years ago. It was 48 46 Niners, and at one point it was 20 to 7 Saints. Uh, and then it was again 27 to 14. So they had a 13 point lead twice in the first half. See, I knew it wasn't a 14 point lead. <laughs> That's just, that would have been too much lunacy. They were then down nine uh, before coming back. So that was a really, really hell of a ping pong game. Um, God, that was fucking good. December 8th. That was good. Um, okay. Well, only have to wait till week what? 10 to see that one this year. And they didn't put it in prime time. Jesus. Wonder why not they smart. didn't put it in prime time. There's five primetime games, but no uh no Saints Niners. Huh. I made a joke. I made a joke with Frank today talking baseball about if a team goes into uh, extra innings now to just bet massive alternate overs as Washington puts up a four spot in the top of the tenth, and it's still batting with the bases loaded. And these these <sighs> baseball, like I, I don't know, like sometimes I'm I'm against gimmicky shit. You like this? I kind of like it. And it's I not know. like other, you know, Mexican baseball league's been doing this for a while, I guess. So says Preston. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> cannot confirm that, but he's not the kind of guy who'd lie. <laughs> I agree. Um, All right, dude, that, that went to extra zero, zero. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope it goes over. <laughs> Oh, that would be that would be fantastic. I mean, somebody out there is gonna have no, jump off a bridge. A <laughs> somebody will jump off a bridge, but uh, yeah, because be there's incredible. four now, and and now we're at the point where you know Toronto, not not only has to get a little, and Washington can be a little risky too. Like for sure, you're walking the first guy to put the double play in order. I if agree. I'm watching with four runs. Oh my gosh, this could get interesting. I'm excited. It was a it was an eight and a half for a total. So if Toronto's able to tie it up, it's going over. Oh god, dude. Um, so all right. Well, okay. I'm, uh, let's yeah, okay. we'll get into another set this next up. week. Um, and uh, good luck on basketball uh, tomorrow. The last three runs were scored with a uh, with a triple. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> What's the deal with the triple? Did you hear that they were going to be voided because not all teams are going to play sixty games? Is that the? Is I don't that think the, that's the, true. Is that the result of that? No way. Somebody that, said make that. Up. That person's stupid. <laughs> They're a dirty liar. Okay. Well, I hope there's. I hope they grade those because we're going to get more than four triples. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Somebody's getting six. Somebody's getting seven. Somebody's getting eight. No, I don't know. Um, okay. Well, that was fun. Good yes. to talk for NFL. Let's wrap it up and uh, let's uh, resume next week for the AFC South. Sure. Do you know where you are going with your thoughts on that division? It's, Do we uh, know what order we're talking about the teams in? We might have to just draw. I guess we like go we Jags first. Probably, draw. Right? Well, yeah, Jags first, but like then the next three, I, I guess we will give Tennessee, we will give them the courtesy of being in the second show. And I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Texans in the second show. We'll do we'll do Colts Jags first. Cool. I like it. All right. Catch you then.